Welcome to another edition of the SC Times Sports Report podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host Brian Mosey. Uh, Brian, how are we doing this morning? Not too bad. Um, had a nice Labor Day weekend. Got some last cabin fever, you know, love before we had to close up shop and such. But um, yeah, no, it's was a beautiful weekend and. Honestly, looking forward to another good week ahead um, with different sports. Already had a good start to the week uh, last night at Sock Rapids. So, um, yeah, looking forward to a fun week ahead. Yeah, we did a lot of football last week, both of us, with the first week for um, a couple teams, also first week for college football. So uh, we're going to talk a bit about that today, and then we probably also will later get to Brian's uh, game at Sock Rapids last night for volleyball, where um, he saw a pretty good five-set match there. So, Um, There is a lot to get to, as usual. Um, We usually kind of start with football or some of our picks in the middle. I think we're going to start with picks today, and we're going to kind of talk about a lot of these games we saw last week as we go through these different matchups, kind of what our takeaways were from some of those games. Um, So, Brian, where do you want to start today for the upcoming week for football? Honestly, I don't really have any particular one, but I'll just start at, like, the top of the list of our (laughs) scoreboard. I think that might be easier than anything else. So we'll start with Recorian and Sartell. That's coming up at 7 o'clock on Friday. Yeah, and these two teams um, kind of trended in very different dire- directions the first week and the second week. Um, so this is, I think, going to be one of the, the toughest games to kind of pick or call this week because, um, you know, Sartell that kind of easily wins that first game against Tech and then they get shut out 27 to nothing at Sock Rapids uh, or against Sock Rapids that you were at. Um, and then Ricori, after putting up no points, getting shut out 28 nothing week one, uh, goes on the road and wins in overtime 15-7 to over Delano. So um, two kind of completely different um, outcomes in two weeks, and I don't really know what's going to be the consistent idea for week three. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Sartell play twice now, and I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's It's... Kind of a toss-up. I mean, you, you thought that after their week one performance, or well, zero-week performance against Tech, um, I mean, they were kind of firing on, on all cylinders. I mean, their defense was very good, only allowed six points against the Tigers. Um, and then they came into the game against Sock Rapids at home, too. And, um, yeah, they, they laid a goose egg, and they allowed – you know, um, they allowed a few touchdowns in the, I mean, 27 to nothing overall was the score, but it was just, they allowed a lot of rushing plays. They also allowed a, allowed a lot of passing plays, which I know Ricori is good at both um, with Jack Spanier at quarterback. So, um, and I know Jack was able to use his skills um, to kind of squeak out that victory um, against Delano last week, but I think the big thing, and, and I know we talked about it last week also with, with this matchup between Sartell and Sock Rapids, but I think it's Sartell's offense versus Ricori's defense this upcoming week. Um, I mean, Ricori did a nice job of keeping Delano off the scoreboard quite a bit um, and being able to to capture that victory. And so I think it'll be kind of the same thing when you head into this Friday where it's like, you know, can Cole Henches come back from – you know, a shutout, shutout game last week and be able to put some points on the board as their QB and leader of that um, that offense. Um, I know they have a lot of weapons, and I was able to see them perform with those weapons um, on against Tech, um, but not so much against Sock Rapids. So 
honestly, I, I think it's kind of a toss-up um, between the two. Yeah, it is going to be a tough one. I mean, in this, you know, that first game I was at with Corey, they got outgained by a ton, couldn't really do anything offensively. This time around against Delano, they kind of had to grind it out, but they did outgame, outgain them about 246 to 179. So, um, you know, held Delano pretty much in check. Also were able to kind of get some stuff going through for about 150 yards through the air and ran total for almost 100 yards. So um, between all their different kind of options. So, I mean, they are showing they did show a little bit more diversity on offense for Ricori. They also um, were three or four on fourth downs, which is big kind of in those big moments. They were able to get the first down yards they needed. Um, and it seemed like Jack, you know, he threw six passes to Adam Langer. He had about 50 yards passing that he kind of um, was the person I expected to be kind of his favorite target. And he kind of elevated to that in the first game after not getting too many touches or in the second game, didn't get too many touches that first game. So, um, yeah, there's, they're showing a lot more. I think it will be a really even matchup, a, a matchup, even though it is local teams, just in football with kind of the different class size, they, uh, don't get to play each other much, but, um, compared to back when they were in the Central Lakes Conference together when football was structured different. So I'm, I think this will be an awesome game over at Sartell on Friday. Yeah, no, and I know Dave and I are both going out there to cover that game. Um, you'll be heading out to Tech and Sock Rapids, but, um, yeah, I mean, third time seeing Sartell play this year, um, so should have a pretty good idea of how Sartell is going to run things um, after this week. Um, I'm excited to see the start or the the Spartans because I haven't seen them play yet. So be fun to to see what um, they can do. And um, I know quite a few newer names on the team just from you know the last couple of years. So should be kind of fun to see what 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 they can offer um, on Friday night, especially on a road game um, where they you know seems like they've had some success with with a road game against Delano and such. So. See if that confidence can roll into week two. Yeah, it'll be their last road game before opening up their new stadium, as the plan is, the following week against Apollo. So um, they'll have three of their four road games in the regular season out of the way after this week and a nice little trip over to Sartell only takes about 20 minutes. So that um, is a nice one to have on the schedule. So uh, moving to the picks part of it, I mean, this is this one I kind of wrestled over. It's hard. So I I live in Sartell now, too. So I am a Sartell resident. But at the same time, I feel like I've picked Ricori wrong. Every Both losses this year I have are from picking Ricori wrong. So we'll see if we'll make that three in a row this week. But um, I'm going to pick Ricori in this one very narrowly um, just because they have shown they can go on the road, win a, a low-scoring battle, which this very well could be. From We've seen both these offenses can really struggle, and they do have a lot of strong athletes on defense, uh, Sartell and Ricori do so. This could be a low-scoring battle. Ricori, the last couple of years, just seems to always win those games by a point or grind them out by a score. Um, so I'm going to go with the Spartans in this one. So before we start all of our picks, just to kind of give you all a heads up of where we're at, um, Dave is flying high um, after two weeks of football with an 8-1 and one record. Zach is second with 7-2, and two, and then I am last with 6-3. and three. So... Got some catching up to do. Let's just say that. Um, but we're not going to like abandon ship right now because we're only in week week two of the season. So, um, but as for Dave and my pick, Dave is going to pick Ricori with Zach. I'm actually going to go with Sartell this week. Um, I think I think they have a good. I think they learned a lot from the Sock Rapids game. Sock Rapids is a very very experienced and veteran team. 
Um, and so, you know, I knew it was going to be a battle. I thought they would at least put a few points on the board. But I think this week, I think Sartell will be able to um, to use what they learned from last week and, and figure out kind of how to fix those things and be able to put up some points on the board and shut out that um, Ricori team. So we'll see what happens. But definitely going to be a good game regardless. So I, I'm just picking Sartell because I need to maybe get a little bit closer to that standings maybe. So. I know you were three and zero week one. You you were feeling really good about yourself. You went three and three week two, and kind of the Brian I remember from last year, where he's just dreading you know, <laughs> kind of returned. But see, you can flip it around real quick. It's still well, Dave's beating you, so that's that's yeah. all that matters. Makes you feel a little better, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, you know. <laughs> and then the other game we're gonna be at this week that I'm gonna be over at by myself is gonna be Tech Sock Rapids. Um, I haven't got a chance to see either of these teams yet and brian's seen them both so it was a good opportunity for me to to get over there kind of see what they're about after tech went up uh to moorhead lost um kind of in a blowout in that one against a really good moorhead team uh 49 to 13 and as we've already talked about sock rapids kind of dominating in that 27 to nothing win um you talked about the sartell portion of that game but focusing more on sock rapids what i mean they did a lot of things good obviously to get that win what were some of those things that really impressed you Defense, 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 defense. That defense is sound. Um, Sock Rapids, I know you were talking about it in the preseason uh, when we were doing the previews for the the upcoming season, but I was not expecting that type of defense. Sock Rapids was just, they were basically a one person when it came to that defense. I mean, any time that the ball was thrown, everyone would huddle over there and, and, and get the um, get the tackle. And so I just, I mean, you could just tell that they know each other, they know how to operate, they know their strengths and weaknesses, and they're able to kind of just work together to get to get that shutout um, against Sartell. So that was one of the big things that I saw against um, for Sock Rapids last week. Um, offensively, Dominic Mathias is just really, really good. I mean, he's... He's a great leader for that team um, as their quarterback. He ran in for three touchdowns last last night, or not last night, <laughs> last week. Um, he ran in for three touchdowns, and he just looked really good. He could he he could figure out, you know, he, he had that balance between passing and rushing. Um, he was able to hand the ball off. I know, you know, Alex Heron had, I think, almost I think he had a hundred yards la- last week um, for the for the storm. Um, I'm just checking my stats real quick to see. Uh, yeah, looked like he had 18 rushes for 154 yards and a touchdown. So a really good rushing game for him. Um, Andrew Heron had three receptions for 59 yards. So, um, I mean, it it was just a really cohesive group, honestly. Um, and you could just tell that they're very comfortable on the varsity, um, varsity field, and they aren't really afraid of anything. And so um, – their head coach, Phil Club um, Club Hockey, is just excited about what's going to happen this season. And honestly, I think they should be able to to get a nice victory next or this upcoming week against Tech. Yeah, they're going to be um, you know facing off against Tech, like you mentioned, who coming off of two losses. Kind of the standout for them has been Demarius Fletcher, their running back, who's a sophomore, one of the few sophomores, um, you know, starting or getting significant kind of carries bearing any offensive load for most of the local teams um he's had 131 yards through two games ran for 80 last game in that loss 
Um, so he's someone I'm excited to see as well to, to kind of stand out and see um, kind of how Tech rises to the challenge after coming off those two losses, having to travel really far for that game last week, the date changing as well, kind of last minute, um, seeing how they play when, um, you know, they're kind of back closer to home this week. So um, so you, it sounds like you're going to be picking Soccer Rapids in this one. Yeah, Dave and I will both be picking Sock Rapids. Um, I just need to see more from Tech to be able to to pick them in a victory, but um, should be should be fun to to see those two um, go at it on Friday night. Yeah, we always like when we get to cover two local teams because no matter what, we get to talk to at least one winner, which always makes everyone a little bit happier. But I'm going to be picking the Storm as well, like you said, with Sartell being able to beat Tech and then Sock Rapids doing that to Sartell the following week. Um, it's you know tech's not going to be favored going to this one but we'll see if they can try to pull an upset um in an exciting fashion and then also before we move on i know you also did a story about stock rapids and kind of a lot of the seniors um and kind of shaving their heads for a good cause do you want to just talk about that briefly yeah um a really interesting story from from um friday night i was just noticing that they had a lot of the senior class or a lot of guys were were having shaved heads and I didn't know if it was just something that they did because it's a senior class, but found out later that um, this senior class is just a very, very close um, class. They they do a lot of stuff outside of football. And so um, news came from Jace Walrath that his grandmother was diagnosed with cancer. And so he basically just told the guys, you know, I'm going to shave my head. If you guys want to come over and, you know, watch me shave my head, um, you don't have to. None of the guys had to, you know, shave their head at all if they didn't want to, but all of them came and supported him and, and shaved their head. And so um, along with that, um, Alex Heron's grandmother also was diagnosed with cancer um, a couple weeks ago. So it's just, I mean, obviously it's a horrible disease that a lot of people are um, having to, I mean, I think everyone in this world knows someone that is dealing with cancer, unfortunately. So um, it's just a, it's a horrible disease and hopefully we can figure out sooner or later how to how to treat all of this but um but for them they're just they got one more season left to go and they really want to dedicate it to a lot of these people that they love and um and that have been supporting them throughout the entire you know throughout their entire childhood so um it means a lot more than just you know just a season for them it's it's a way not only to help the future of sock rapids football program but also you know, to, to kind of leave an impact on this community and, and hopefully, you know, pave the way for a lot of these younger guys as they get ready. Because um, I know for talking to, to their head coach, um, Phil Klopak, he, is, he, he even said, I want this to be a football town. He said, not saying that, you know, to, to take away from any other sports, you know, because obviously the Sock Rapids has had some success with other sports, but he's like, I just want a football town now, you know, like, there's a lot of talent on this team, and he's hoping that this can change the shape of how Sock Rapids football is being viewed heading into the future. And so, the senior class is just very nice, um, very good, good group of group, good group of guys. So, um, but a very, very um, heart heartwarming story, and and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, and that everybody, you know, is able to fight through the cancer and be able to you know, enjoy this upcoming season of football. Absolutely. So those are kind of the two main games we're going to feature um, as well. There's three more matchups kind of of local teams playing um, also this week that are going to be 
Uh, we're not going to be out like at, like I mentioned, but we are still going to preview him a little bit here. Um, the first one we'll do is Apollo Big Lake, where I was able to see Apollo this last week in a game against Wilmer that um, just kind of with how week one went, you weren't really sure how Apollo was going to be offensively. Um, just, you know, they kind of got steamrolled by Hutchinson a little bit, but they bounced back extremely well in this game. The person that stood out to me, obviously, if you look at the stats, was quarterback Andrew Carls. He threw for almost... 300 yards, he completed, I think, almost two-thirds of his passes, um, also ran the ball a ton and picked up big yardage that way, had an interception on um, in the last minutes of the game, too, on defense to set up a chance to win the game. Um, they did a lot of things right. It's just there was a couple defensive lapses, um, one or two big plays from Wilmer, um, a fumble way back um, when they were at their own eight-yard line for Apollo that set up a Wilmer touchdown late in the first half, too, so... Um, they lost by one point, nineteen to eighteen. Um, so it was it was pretty tough loss for them. But just talking to Coach Michael Beeler after the game, um, they're still proud of a lot of things that happened in that one. They just kind of have to make some of those explosive plays that good teams do to win games like that. But he still feels really confident in the group, and I could even just tell watching how tight um, these upperclassmen are and how much they kind of keep everyone in check out there. I know that's something they talked to you about before the season, but to actually see it in action. Um, in those tough spots too kind of told me a lot about this team yeah I mean I like I said I haven't been able to see Apollo play this week this year but um, just talking to them during the preseason it seemed like a very senior heavy group and um, there's a lot of experience on that team um, and also a lot of drive in the sense that they don't want to lose anymore they're tired of losing and um, with Michael Beeler as their head coach in their second season it's you know, this season is is going to, you know, change a lot. And so they're hoping that, you know, they can get a few wins under their belt and, and get back to that 500 record and, and hopefully get on a nice hot streak as they head into that important playoff time. Yeah, they're still looking for their first win since uh, week one of 2019, which I believe is like, I think it's 14 games or so losing streak at this point. So I know they're really looking to kind of shed that and start not focusing on ending just the losing streak, but kind of uh, piling those wins together and their first chance to do that again is going to be um, at Big Lake this Friday night. Uh, Big Lake, they lost 33-6 to to Chisago Lakes in their home opener uh, last Thursday. So, um, you know, Big Lake's also a team that two years ago, Apollo was up a couple scores at halftime and then Big Lake put up like 30 points in the second half to beat them in 2019. Now, I think that was the last time Apollo led at the half, I'm, I believe, as well. So, um, you know, a winnable game for them, I believe. Um, a really good chance for them to kind of get back on track. They did lose those two games at home, so their first road trip of the year. And then they're going to be going to record next week. So um, we'll get a pretty good idea of what they're made of this week. But I'm actually going to pick Apollo in this one. Um, they did a lot to impress me last week. Um, defensively, they were really strong at on their defensive ends. Two linebacking core looked good. And then they have a couple different receivers um, besides when Andrew kind of just tucks it and runs himself, um, they have a couple of different receivers like mock root is one, um, who caught a big pass over the top, almost had another to win the game. Um, I just see a lot of good things out of them, a lot of explosive things. Um, and I think this week they're able to put it together for the first time to get a win. Yeah, I'm excited. I think, I think this is a great matchup regarding, you know, the two different teams and what they're able to offer to the table. Um, Dave is going to take Apollo. I'm going to take Apollo as well. So all three of us will be taking Apollo for this week. I think the Eagles have a great chance of getting that first win of the season. 
um, building some confidence as they head into the following week, I guess. I think it's against Recori. Um, so, you know, build some confidence as they hit the road to the um, now known as the Palace. So, um, but no, I think it'll be a good good matchup between Big Lake and Apollo. So that um, that was the last game that we got to see on Friday night. The two final matchups we're talking about are teams we saw Thursday night, actually, last week that kicked off their season. Um, first one we'll do is Albany, who last week you got to see. They won 41 to nothing over Holy Family, 32 nothing at the half. Kind of a, a standard Albany game over the last couple of years, especially it seems like at home a ton. They just are able to just rack up those points really quickly. Um, they're going to be facing Malacca on Friday night who opened up uh, with a loss to Litchfield 32 to eight. Um, I, I guess first before we get to the pick, just kind of tell me what um, it looked like to see Albany. I know you saw them once or twice kind of near the tail end of last year. Um, what it looked like compared to this first game this season. Well, it was pouring rain. Um, and so um, you kind of expect with pouring rain that the running game is going to probably be a bigger factor um, on those nights. Well, that's Albany's bread and butter. So um, didn't really phase them a whole lot when it came to, to, to the rain. But uh, just being able to see, because this upcoming year, or this year, there's a lot of new faces on that starting lineup. They only have two or three guys coming back from last year. They have to kind of put in brand new running backs because Nolan Reuter and William Mergen are gone, as well as Tate Hoffarth. So you're kind of like, okay, who's going to be the big star this year? And so Carter Beer was was this this kind of the lead running back heading into week one. And he got hurt probably early first quarter. Um, and he didn't come back in the game at all. Um, sounds like he's okay. He, he just had a little bit of a leg issue. Um, but they kind of kept him out just due to the fact that they were up by a lot. And there was rain and, you know, didn't want to re-aggravate the injury at all. But then we were able to see... Um, Hunter Tate kind of take over as well as, you know, Tyson Garrods, um, you know, a few different guys in the backfield. And so um, it's kind of that next man up mentality, but they definitely know how to do it. Um, LaQuay Jefferson was re- looked really good. He was able to get a rushing touchdown as well. They had 271 yards in the first half regarding for rushing yards. So if that shows you anything, that just tells you how great they're their running game is that offensive line looked just brilliant. Um, they, you know, like we kind of talked about in the preview, they're not big, big guys. They're not 200 pounders, but they're very athletic. They know how to get you off your toes. They know how to react quickly and they can create some holes for some of these, um, some of these running backs and such. They did get one passing play, one passing play, and then they had two passing two point conversions. So, um, I think Dave and I were just like, what? What is going on? Um, but I think for the defense, it was big to get that zero on the board right away. Um, that's something that they kind of strive to do every every week. They only allowed 8.75 points per game last year. So nice way to start off the season by putting that goose egg up. So, And they even forced a safety near the end of the game. So that was kind of a fun thing to kind of end, end the game. But yeah, Albany definitely looks like their normal selves. And um, I mean, personally for me, um, both Dave and I picked Albany. Um, I think they're going to have a great opportunity to get another win on the board against Malacca um, and be able to to kind of start this winning streak um, early on in the season. Yeah, it's, you know, with, with how they played week one, how 
Malacca started the year too. I mean, it's it's kind of impossible not to pick Albany in this one. So I'll be picking Albany as well. See if they continue um, their undefeated streak, kind of dating back to last year as well uh, through that entire 2020 season. Um, and then the last game uh, that we're going to preview is Cathedral versus Foley. Um, two 0-1 teams squaring off in this one. Kind of sim- similar score lines um, from last week. Cathedral lost 28-14 to in New London Spicer. I was at that game as well. And I think somehow from what it sounded like from you guys, it was pouring even harder in St. Cloud than it was in Albany for that one. <laughs> Luckily they had turf, which made it a bit better, but it was an insane downpour over there for Cathedral's first home game. Um, so they lost that one by two scores and then Foley um, was at home as well. Their first game, they lost 28 to 12 to Watertown Mayor and they put up uh, their 12 points in the fourth quarter as well. So, I mean, just kind of on paper, a pretty good matchup here. Um, I, I think uh, yeah, last couple times these two teams have played, it's it's kind of been back and forth. They've traded off kind of year to year, depending on who's kind of having the run, who wins this game. Um, you know, two teams very familiar in the Granite Ridge and all the other sports too. So um, this is always a good one to be playing at Foley for this one. Um, and it'll be Cathedral's first road game of the year. Brian, what's kind of your take on this one? Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, looking at some of the box scores, I haven't seen Cathedral play because obviously you were there last week. Um, but it seemed like the running game went really well um, offensively. And I think it's just more of the fact of, you know, who's got the hotter hand that night in this type of matchup. I mean, there's really no, like, dominant team that is going to just, you know, kind of like Albany and Malacca. Albany is kind of the expected winner of that of that game heading into it. This one, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it's kind of a toss-up between the two teams. But I think for me, since it's at Foley, it's Cathedral's first home game or road game of the season. Um, I'm probably going to pick Foley. Dave is picking Foley as well. So, um, but I think it'll be a lot closer of a game than, um, you know, what, what maybe people are expecting. Yeah, I'm also going to be picking Foley. Um and this one, kind of for some of those same reasons, just to see if, um, you know, Cathedral, if they can show a little more this week offensively. They did have big moments. Um, Evan Wallen did have a couple nice runs. He had one that I thought was going to be a touchdown to tie the game in the fourth quarter last week. It got called back for holding um, kind of at the last minute. So um, they did, they did pl- you know, even though it was a two-score game against New London Spicer, it, it was much closer than that for almost the whole game. Um, Cathedral defense looked pretty solid for, for long stretches. And um, I think this can be close. Two years ago, Foley won this one 20 to 13. Last year was 26 to 6. So um, been a couple years since Cathedral's won this one. So we'll see if they can get back on track. But like I said, you know, while they did come up short in that game and really tough, it's tough because Cathedral wants to throw the ball a lot and they did throw the ball a lot. And it's going to be hard. And, you know, someone like Jordan Schumann, his first start of the season, um, to have to be in those conditions. But um, he completed a couple nice deep passes. Um, the accuracy was a little spottier at other times. So we'll see on kind of, um, it looks like we're going to have great weather uh, for football Friday night. So we'll see if that affects things as well as how Cathedral was able to, to space around the field. But um, tight end Kellen Kinzer, who's a junior, def, uh, you know, D, defensive player as well, D-line kind of linebacker role. Um, he, he really impressed me too and had a great first week. So um, a lot of good things out of Cathedral to see if they can kind of put all the pieces together uh, for that win this week. Yeah, and, and I mean, like you said, the weather, Friday was beautiful. I did not mind going to a football game on Friday night. Thursday, the worst part out of it was that it was pouring rain, 
Then we went into halftime. Everybody went underneath the thing, and it stopped raining. So everybody was like, oh, cool, great. You know, we're done. And then right when the game started up in the second half, it started pouring again. I was like, it's just Mother Nature just being cruel to all of us. But um, I know we need the rain, which is good. So I'm okay with sacrificing that so that we can get some rain in in the droughty cities. But, um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a beautiful night on Friday night. Some really good matchups between some local teams. Some fun rivalries as well. Um, I mean, I know a lot of these teams, a lot of these players know each other just based on different sports and being around the community and such. So um, I think it'll be some fun matchups as we get ready for, I guess, week two of, uh, of football. So And from, if my math is correct, the only game we kind of all have different is Ricori and Sartell. You picking Sartell and Dave and I picking Ricori. I think the rest of our picks were all spot on. Getting one game closer as we head into week three next week. So just <laughs> I'm going to be like the sneak attack, you know, just keep keep coming a little closer and closer. So, it's okay. so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, that'll kind of wrap up our picks for this week. So um, continue to tune in here. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about um, volleyball from last night that Brian was at, a little college football from over the weekend, and a couple other odds and ends before we finish up the podcast today. So, Um, Thanks for tuning in so far, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. We're going to finish up talking a little bit of high school volleyball and college football. Brian, I know you're at a pretty good soccer Rapids volleyball match last night. Um, went five sets against Brainerd. Um, well, I know you wrote a couple things up on the website today about what you kind of took away from that game. Uh, what really stood out to you in that one? Yeah, I mean, it was just a really good environment. I mean, I think that's something that we've missed over the last year or so with not being able to have fans as many fans in the stands or student sections and stuff like that and now last night it kind of felt like one of those like section games you know where people are just screaming every every point and such going back and forth and so um Brainerd got the first set Sock Rapids won the next two sets Brainerd won the fourth and then it was a very nail-biting fifth set um but Brainerd was able to get the victory and take over the 3-2 win um on on Tuesday night Sock Rapids is coming in with a lot of experience, a lot of veteran um, leadership as they bring back, I think five of their six starters from last year. So, I mean, kind of expecting to be a close match. Brainerd's a very good volleyball program has been for the last number of years. So um, wasn't expecting it to be any type of like three Oh match or anything like that. Um, but a lot of rallies. There was a lot of rallies between the the two teams. I think there were times where each team had probably three or four opportunities to 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 score. Um, and so, with that came a long night. Um, took two hours and fifteen minutes to to complete the match, which um, a little bit longer than usual for high school matches. But um, it was just due to the fact that they had a lot of rallies, and those rallies led into a lot of different. Um, winning streaks or, you know, getting a few points on the board and, and being able to take a small lead. Um, but it seemed like Sock Rapids kind of thrived on being 
um, behind in matches or in sets. Um, the Warriors captured the 26 to 24 win um, in the first set to take over that one nothing lead. Um, but then the second set and third set, they actually were down quite a bit and were able to like fight their way back and, and earn the victories. Um, in the second set, Brainerd was was up six to one early on, but Sock Rapids came back and won 25-17. Then in the third set, they were down nine to four against Brainerd, and then the Storm came back to win 25-21. So, I mean, it seemed like they were never out of the game, um, which head coach Karen Beckman was able to say that that's how they kind of practice is they always play until the ball hits the ground. Um, but a lot of diversity in the sense of people scoring um, on that team. Uh, they have a lot of people that can that can you know handle hitting or you know digs or setting or whatever it may be. Um, Kieran Hurdler, she's the senior setter for um, the Storm, and she actually finished with forty. I think it was forty-one. Yeah, forty-one assists and four digs um, last night, which is incredible numbers for for a setter. Um, they also had four different girls that uh, got at least seven or more um kills last night with um morgan morgan eggert she finished with 11 kills and lexi hellman was able to get 10 kills um and then you had darcy peterson that had 16 kills as well as jordan lee there i believe it was their libero she had 15 dig or 16 digs and 15 digs um between the two so um but it just builds a lot of confidence they haven't had a good match against Brainerd in, since 2017 so they are looking ahead they they actually had a very tough beginning of their season they played Wilmer who's basically going to win state i think <laughs> with just how good they look early on and then they had Brainerd and now they play Moorhead and then they're they're hosting an invitational this upcoming weekend um, at Sock Rapids, and they're playing teams like Watertown Mayor, who always makes it to state. So it's not an easy beginning of their season, but I think it's going to help them as they get ready for the rest of the conference and heading into sections. But overall, a really good good match last night. Um, and I think, I mean, at least for me, I'm excited about what is in store for the Sock Rapids volleyball team. Yeah, I know we saw some kind of good signs of this last year when we saw them play once or twice. Um, it kind of coming together with the young team, and it seems like those strides have kind of even improved more um, this season since last year. So, yeah, we'll be excited to see where they go. And um, as well, uh, one other event we've been at in the last week was St. John's Football. I was out at on Saturday, and you mentioning that part of being back in an atmosphere is St. John's was insane. There was almost 9,000 people at the game. Um, on Saturday, the entire student section was back. The whole stadium was just basically a red out as usual. Um, and when I went to games two years ago, my first year here, it had either rained or kind of was just bad weather every single home game. So they'd had their lowest attendance in a long time just because of those reasons and just, yeah, just not having that. But it was, you know, perfect weather on Saturday, lent itself to everyone wanting to be back. And when St. John scored their first touchdown, the student section literally broke through the fence and like half of them, like like a couple spots fell through because they all tipped it over, like on top of other people, like photo people taking pictures. Luckily I was not one of those photo people this time, <laughs> but it, that just gives you an idea of what it, it was like. It was a great game, 39 to 33 St. John's wins, um, you know, an offensive shootout. These two, they played Aurora from Illinois, who's a ranked team. 
They both played uh, two years ago in the NCAA first round in the playoffs, also at St. John's. That was 51-47, to so you kind of had an idea it was going to be a shootout as well. Um, Aurora's quarterback was preseason was a preseason All-American, and, you know, he was going to sling the ball around. He threw five touchdowns, um, and it was just – it was an awesome game. You know, so it came down to the wire. St. John's went down, scored with about three minutes left to go ahead, but you knew Aurora was going to come right back, probably almost score again. They got down to the one-yard line uh, with under 20 seconds left, fourth and one, and St. John's was able to stuff them on a rush attempt and force a fumble to to win the game, and the place just absolutely exploded. And, you know, the student section, they rushed the field afterwards. It was just an awesome atmosphere to be back um, and see for the first time in so long and played a game in almost two years. So um, that's going to be one of their toughest games of the regular season. Um, they had a bye week now. Um, they come back. Not this Saturday, but um, the following Saturday at home. Um, and then they're home again as well for their Mayak opener against Bethel, who probably will be their toughest regular season game uh, as a ranked team as well. So um, an awesome start for them. Saw a lot of good things both sides of the ball um, at moments. I'm sure it's going to come together more, but to be able to beat a ranked team off the bat um, in that kind of atmosphere is just an awesome way to, to get football started again. Absolutely. No, I mean, I remember – Seeing all the cars coming out of Collegeville uh, on on Saturday, and it was just, it was fun to see all of the different fans that came out to support the Johnnies um, on Saturday. So definitely, it'll be a fun fun fall, and I think it'll be interesting because this is the first time that I'm here when Johnnies are actually playing. So um, be fun to see what what they can do this upcoming season. Um, and then lastly, I guess the the only thing that kind of breaking news wise over the past week. Um, I don't know if people have heard, um, but we wrote about it. Um, Eric Newland was able to write a story about Ryan Hoagie being able to be the secondary principal for Recori, which means that he left his Sartell activities director spot. Um, found out yesterday that they have found a replacement for Ryan. Um, his name is Nick Peterson. He is he was the assistant principal for Sartell High School since 2000 and. 16 i believe it was um or not yeah 16 so it's been like six years that he's been the um assistant principal for sartell um but he's going to make the transition from assistant principal to activities director he is going to be the interim ad which means that he is going to be here for this upcoming school year and then next fall they will do a formal um search to find the next ad and it could very well be nick um it could be someone else as well so we we found that out last or this past year with um, Peter um, being the interim last year for Apollo's AD position, um, and obviously Alex Badger got got the position this upcoming year. So, um, but Nick Peterson, he's he played football at St. Cloud State um, from 1999 to 2004. He coached um, football at Maple Grove for 11 years. Um, he was also a wrestling and track coach at Rockford. Um, he actually did his stu he student taught at Sartell. So coming back to Sartell was kind of a fun little full, full circle opportunity for him. Um, but I think he's just excited about, he loves sports. And so he kind of thought the AD track was going to be something that he was going to do. Uh, but he found this opportunity as assistant principal and, and took the opportunity and has been really enjoying it, but he wants to just give it a shot and see what, he can do as an AD for Sartell 
especially a, a high school that is booming with enrollment um, and a lot of different um, opportunities ahead for the Sabres. So some breaking news there for you. Um, we'll be right. We wrote a story um, yesterday about it and we'll be probably putting up a small little get to know you story um, later on this week um, once we get less busy. So, um, but yeah, no, that's kind of all the news that we have to share today. Anything else from your end, Zach? No, yeah, just letting people know that um, a couple other games we're going to be out at. You're going to be seeing Sartell Volleyball later this week. Um, that would be tomorrow because we're recording this on a Wednesday. So on Thursday, you're going to be seeing that. Uh, like we mentioned early in the show, we'll be at uh, Recori at Sartell and um, Texoc Rapids. We'll be seeing both of those games Friday night. Um, nothing Saturday, even though I will be out doing photos at, I know, a 9-11 20th anniversary um, early that morning. So um, not too many sports going on that day. Um, and then going into next week, I know we already have some some soccer and some swimming, some other sports um, we're going to be getting out to to watch. So, uh, yeah, a lot coming up. It just continues to roll on here, but that's the way we like it. So, um, yeah, that's about all for today's show. So once again, thank you for tuning in to the SC Times Sports Report podcast, and we will see you again next time.